Welcome to We Bought a Mic. Hello, and welcome to We Bought <laughs> a, a Mic. What's going on? I wasn't the only one thinking I'm of that. Good. Hello, and hello, and welcome to We Bought a Mic. Hello, and welcome to We Bought a Mic. Hello, and welcome to We Bought a Mic. Hello, a pop culture podcast here with a review of Palm Springs. Good job, Ernest. The new Do you write these in advance. <laughs> no. Do you just are these on the fly? <laughs> these are on the fly. Nice. Uh, that's all actually carved into his arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've I, we're almost to 200 episodes. I have a lot of tattoos on my body. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Um, how's everybody doing on today's uh, tonight's show where we are talking the new uh, I guess Andy Samberg joint. Uh, it is a Hulu original and is it is written by andy sarah and directed by max barbacow is that correct sure sure why not i'm earnest he just i feel like he just got sad somewhere he doesn't know why (laughs) (laughs) that is earnest though i'm harry and i am tired so let's do it special guest harry uh to answer your question you asked how are we and i'd say that i am i'm okay um I have a lot of general anxiety about this world. Uh, I almost said something that would be a spoiler. We will have to keep our opening thoughts very brief on this movie, but I am Hunter. I'm Drew. I feel like being tired and anxious and living through like a constant repeat is a pretty good way to get into this movie. I don't know. Well, this movie has a really interesting story. Uh, Like it's been on our radar. We've talked about it before because this... uh, First of all, it was written by the these two dudes. The director also co-wrote it. He went to American Film Institute with the writer Andy Ciara, and they it ended up in the hands of the Lonely Islands production company, which is called uh, it's, Lonely Island Classics. No, I believe. no, no, <laughs> no, it, so, no maybe, that might a, be some one branch of what they have. But I, that's what it says at the beginning of the movie. It, but Thank they're you. they're. <laughs> No, their company is based on one of their like uh, just two guys. We like sports. It's, it's like a quote from those. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wish I had it pulled up. But anyway, so it ended up with them. They produced it. They pushed it through. They got it made. It airs at Sundance. It sells for the most money that any movie has ever Was sold it at for. 17 mil? 17 million. 17 million. 69 cents. $17,500,000 cents. And they added that just so they could beat the previous record, which was Birth of a Nation a few years ago. How did that go? Not well. Um... That said, though, it sold to Neon Pictures, uh, which luckily has an exclusive rights deal with Hulu. So once quarantine hit, it was a very smooth transition. Like no rights needed to be exchanged for this to end up on Hulu. They just had to decide to bite the bullet and realize it was not going to uh, air in theaters. And then even if theaters opened up, people were not going to leave their house just to see a short, sweet rom-com. Uh, so they they took the L there, and I think it was a great move because this is a, a great watch at home. Uh, this is a great watch in this particular moment in time as well. It's not What's just it? a rom com though. 
It's also a riff on the time loop movie that we've seen since Groundhog Day. And then again with Edge of Tomorrow and Russian Doll. So I guess that we can't get into that because that is in the plot everywhere. I did not know that this was that type of movie going into it. I had no idea. So the first time that something happens in the movie early on, I had a audible what the fuck moment. Oh, that's, well, that's so fun. Yeah, also, the I, beginning doesn't give that away. It does not give yeah. that. Like, I really had no idea. I was like, oh, this like fucking nihilistic dude named Niles. Ha ha ha. <laughs> um, <coughs> I saw that and I was just like, what is this movie trying to feel it out? And then as soon as uh, the... Well, uh, the J.K. Simmons character shows yeah, up. and don't don't go too far into that because even yeah. if you know it's a time loop movie, the the reveal of like when things get going is still a shock. You're still like, yeah. wait a minute, okay, I know what this is, but what is happening in this scene? I you have I, no clue. I think that we should just go ahead and spoil the movie <laughs> because it's such an easy breezy watch. It's very mm-hmm. and, and it's very easy to recommend. I think this is one of my favorite movies of the year. I there's you know it's not perfect. There's some gripes here and there, and we could nitpick it. But from the very limited releases that we have gotten this year, this is easily top five. Mm-hmm. Like oh, some people sure. have been even putting it top three or or more than that. And just check it out. It's only ninety minutes on Hulu. <laughs> It's well worth your yeah, time. It's an hour 25 of viewing time. It's Sandberg. It's Kristen Milioti, who has been uh, passed up on too often by Hollywood. She was obviously the mom in How I Met Your Mother was going to star in How I Met Your Father. But then it got tabled because the finale of How I Met Your Mother was so aggressively bad. Um, she yeah. was the uh, the wife in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. She Yeah, the, the first what? wife. Yeah, the first wife in Wolf of Wall I've, Street. Um, I actually never watched How I Met Your Mother at all, so I've I've never had any experience with her, and she is kind of brilliant. She's it incredibly good. Away. You yeah, if you if you hadn't seen her and you watch this movie, you're like, where's she been? Because she's like yeah. definitely like in her 30s, and so you're like, what the fuck have we been missing out on? She's incredible. Uh, Sandberg yeah. uh, is still uh, toned up in this movie. He's still like going. He still has plenty of time to go for it, but he's also very good when he is uh, stripped back. I think he does a good job. I, th- I kind of think this might be Annie Sam and. Andy Samberg's best performance. I agree. I, I think he uh, he's doing a lot of his usual ticks, but it's underlying a little bit. Uh, just a really good portrayal of depression. Honestly, he just—it's uh, a different side of him. It's not like mind-blowingly different, but there's enough nuances and little things there in his performance that just kind of really—that's what strikes me the most about this movie. Yeah, and ultimately, um, that is assumingly the move that he was trying to make here. He is—you know—the Lonely Island are unbelievably uh, planned out human beings. They have their careers yeah. like to a T planned, and this—they pick this up to produce it. Produced it, by the way, for $5 million. And then before it even hit a theater, which it never did, it, they had made triple their money, which is unbelievable. Um, it, but yeah, this was this is a bit of a serious turn, but not so much that it would alienate an audience like Jim Carrey did when he turned serious. Uh, yeah. This it's a it's a really good look, I think. And I I absolutely love the movie in general. Yeah, it's not a hard pivot. No. And, no, and, not at all. and he's able to showcase some chops 
without straying too far from his usual yeah, without shtick. taking himself too seriously. Well, I, th- I think that's almost a strength in a way because there's so much familiarity in the performance, but the tiny little changes, they kind of almost say more. Um, you know, I don't think he can do this again, but just for this, it, it's kind of quietly powerful is, is how yeah. I, thought. I thought this movie was great. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's been fascinating this year seeing what properties and what kind of stories get more impactful given this crazy situation we're in and uh, which things pop up as special things. And, and this is definitely one of, if not the, the best example yeah, of that. It ended up, I, it I, ended I up more it. prescient than it even uh, intended to be. Oh, so for sure. So here's what I love about this movie. And this is your final warning listener. We're going to spoil the movie. The genius part about this movie is that it knows that its audience is familiar with the Groundhog Day shtick. Absolutely. And that we've yes. seen, you know, whether whether you've seen the Tom Cruise Edge of Tomorrow or you've seen Russian Doll or whatever. Uh, what's the 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 Jake Gyllenhaal one? Uh, source source code. code. There's so many. There's <laughs> shit sucks. I haven't heard of that. It's a bad movie. There's so many. It knows that you know what the motions of this story are and it trims all the fat. All of it. So you're just left with this super lean, effective to the point story that the uh, to me, I haven't seen Groundhog Day in a while. But to me, the best yeah. parts of Groundhog Day are the, the parts where you are thick into the loop, like way, way thick into it. Yeah. And there's like an hour leading up to that in Groundhog Day that sets up the the motions of mm-hmm. the craziness yeah, of the loop. Exactly. In so, this movie, you jump into Andy Samberg, and I know that you don't know this at the beginning of the movie. You find this out later on. But he's been living this thing for a very long for time. probably years at this point. So it's funny you should say Groundhog Day because I was going to say that now we are in full spoilers, so I will say it. Saved it for ketchup just in case uh, anybody didn't talk to it. And also we got in a very heated discussion about Hamilton. Preview for <laughs> Who lives, uh, who dies, who tells you a story. Um, Wait for it. So after we... We, as the three of us, me, Ernest, and Harry, uh, recorded our Avatar episode last night. I watched Groundhog mm-hmm. Day. Okay. Um, so I, I watched just, it a couple months ago. Actually. I just rewatched it. Well, I actually did. I watch it today. <laughs> oh my god! I think you've been watching it. So okay. I watched Groundhog Day, and day. what this movie does, it has. One thing, it it kind of, it's both the good and the bad of Groundhog Day in that I think that the genius of this is, like you said, we jump in, we skip the first little bit, the first 20 minutes or so of Groundhog Day in that Andy Samberg is already in there. But I think one of the things that makes Groundhog Day as timeless as it is, that is that at no point in Groundhog Day does Bill Murray ever choose to investigate the reality around him. Yeah, he does not mm-hmm. try very hard to get out. He, That's, he gives up relatively And we'll get fast. into it later on, but I think that the um, 
the investigation into the time loop itself is by far the weakest point of this movie. And mm-hmm. I think that I it agree. kind of the quantum physics. I think bit. that it yeah. kind of brings the pacing, which I think is really good. It kind of brings it to like a drastic halt. And it's like it's a it's a mix. It's, it's a thing. I, it's a thing where it's like trying to yada yada its way through like nonsense science that it tries to just kind of pass over and just be like, well, you know, it I happened. It's trying to do it something different. And it is also bringing in kind of the very it it becomes cliche in that moment that it's like oh now we're reaching the rom-com point where they aren't seeing each other where they both have to grow as people and learn to come together and i think that that is the only part of this movie that you said the fat that's the only thing this movie which is kind of a little bit inherited uh in kind of the premise itself anytime that you're making a rom-com you have to have kind of a story like this but otherwise it is just a very breezy watch. Like I, I plan on rewatching this yeah. movie, yeah. and I love that it's on Hulu. That I can just go rewatch Me it. Too. I'm going to show this to my folks. Uh, I mean, something I like about it to talk about kind of how it trims the fat is that you know I, I had this feeling when I'm watching these, watching this movie in particular, that these these time loop movies are just such an easy way to get you invested because it really is just like a character against the entire universe conspiring against you, which is such like a dramatic idea. And this movie kind of just cuts through all of the, the setup as because we don't need it because we all understand these stories and just to focus quickly on the romance and the character beats. And it just, it's just such a nice, interesting way to, to focus on the emotional core to, to really bring it home. It's not like the most innovative thing. It's just done in a very smart way. Yeah, it's, I mean, I went into this movie expecting the tropiness of it all, uh, not in terms of the time loop stuff, which ob- like that, that almost is too tropey to even fathom, like because the thing itself is a trope. But being a rom-com, I knew what the structure would be and I was excited to see what the take on the structure would be. And I think that their version of the breakup, like in the late second act, was a really good version. Yeah, because you're left mm-hmm. with a with a take that's like the scene where they start to reconcile you because the movie is not like super explicit with how much time is passing you get to decide how much time has passed it's it's very very in the air and and to me it's like has it been weeks has it been months has it been years like how long haven't they seen each other and that flexibility to me is part of the charm of this movie and it's not just in the rom-com there's so many other areas like there's a scene where they do this elaborate choreographed dance sequence and it's like how much time did that take <laughs> how to many plan? how many days so did they kill in order to like perfectly choreograph this dance sequence they were gonna have exactly that is i mean that is the genius of time loop movies i love this premise just in general like happy death day came out a few years ago that's another one yeah yeah. i that was a movie that i i saw in theaters opening night mostly because i thought it was going to be like a classic bad blumhouse movie but the time loop thing was very clear and i was like well i love all of these movies so i'm going to check this out and i actually think happy death day is a really really good movie especially yeah, by Blumhouse standards the sequel is also good i haven't seen the sequel yet i know it's on hbo max right now so <laughs> well, i want to check it out but not to do a diversion to happy death day too but that movie is about uh, the multiverse which is a uh, pretty interesting wow. but, well i mean but, but yeah, that awesome. is the thing about 
all of these movies and Groundhog Day in particular, Harold Ramis has always been very dodgy on how long Bill Murray is in this same day experiencing. There's predictions from anywhere from three years to 30 years or more than that. I've seen like 40 years. Yeah. And like the director talked about, sorry, for this movie, the director, the writer did mention in an interview how long Andy Samberg's been in the loop. I don't know if we want to get into that, but it's around 40 years enough to forget who you are. I don't think it matters ultimately beyond just like the emotional consequences of just fading away as a person. Well, so it, there is, there is an article on decider.com yeah, titled um, how much time actually passes in the Palm Springs time loop. And according to this article, um, they, they go through the trouble of like trying to track all of the individual days that we see in the movie. But this, <laughs> this writer's count is 2000 and 703 days that's cool i don't want to be I, that kind of seems like cinema stuff where it doesn't matter as much as like the emotional truth right, yeah. of what's happening so in the i'm movie. not interested in like the reddit <laughs> yeah. of it all you, like, you said though that yeah, the director right, said 40 years she said like she said like she doesn't really think about it too hard but she thinks like before the movies kicks off in earnest yeah like around 40 years well, if, you, you know can. it has to be long yeah. enough that it, it like in Groundhog Day, we see Bill Murray do like the bad things or like hurt people and stuff like that. At this point, Andy Samberg is already done with that because he's just like the pain <laughs> that you feel is real. They don't have yeah. to live with this, but you have to live with that. You did these horrible things, which means that he has already lived this whole prior life where he, not only is he like tried to hook up with every person man or woman that was at this wedding or otherwise <laughs> that's a good moment that is a great moment but yeah he also he's probably like killed people in this world like he has done like <laughs> heinous horrible horrible things that he is still trying to live with and that's why he's just like a drunk all the time because what else would you do if you're just living the same it, day over and over it, again it's kind of just an incredible depiction of being overwhelmed by monotony and and depression and finding some meaning in that. I know that's the point of the movie, but just like it's the, I really, not to go back to the well, but like, I feel like Andy Samberg really does an understated, but great job Mm -hmm. of getting across the age this guy feels and looks like. Yeah. And the the, the pain that he's just like hiding so he can appear nonchalant. Um, yeah, that that's really lovely. Generally, settling into these two characters took a second for me uh, because of the the Whedon of the dialogue. <laughs> the, Damn. The, if I were to critique a single thing of about the movie, a lot of the dialogue is from the Whedon school of uh, people trying really hard to sound funny and smart. The, that's yeah. the worst burn you've ever given. <laughs> but that I is also feel that towards the end when they're having their whole like confrontation outside of the of the cave yeah oh, mm-hmm. i i actually like that little scene the little the grammar jokes and that little exchange that they had i actually i thought it was cute it's just very witty it, it, it undercut it things is. a bit for me in that scene but generally throughout the whole movie there is there's a good balance because it didn't ruin a, a damn you know a moment of the movie for me too much because it's also interspersed with stripped back like truthful moments that there's never like a long sequence without a single moment that rings true you know 
Yeah, in that in that very scene, the the grammar thing, which is a little you know a little too cute by half. Uh, I, I liked it, but I get what you're saying. But even that it ends with uh, you know her asking if they're gonna get tired of each other, and he's like probably, and it's the best, and that's like one of the most fucking it's powerful lovely. things. Yeah, it's I truly see in the movie. there are a lot of really lovely yeah. turns of phrase in the movie as well. So you, you know, I mean, you get the positive and the negative of the weedonisms. <laughs> he gave that's true. he gave the current generation of screenwriters brainworms, <laughs> and, <laughs> and this is, this is a well. really good version of what. <laughs> he does to me mm-hmm. that i didn't gravitate as much to the romance piece yeah. of the story i gravitated more towards the the fact that these are two completely different people stuck in the same si- shitty situation yeah. regardless of of the romance so what what i liked is the fact that like it it splits the story into their individual perspectives and we get the parts of the story that are directly in his perspective and then the other parts that are directly in her perspective and yeah that reminded me a lot of russian doll and all of the things that i really enjoyed about that show um that don't exist in the uh groundhog day or in edge of tomorrow that are only like hinted at um because those are very like singular experiences to just the protagonist in this movie we get the time to shift away from andy samberg and go directly to sarah and and see things from her perspective and i really really like that no it's it's very necessary for this movie to work at all i i I didn't i didn't buy the romance as much i mean it still worked for me in the end i think i think they still sell it because the performances are good but from a from just a, a a pure writing perspective I just really like the way they split those two characters and the and the the point of view that we follow. Well, this is a movie that seems breezy, but when you consider how well each part works with each other, it kind of just again, it's just, it's very quietly incredibly you can well see why done. they picked up the script and of course they made their yeah. pass on it to give it their brand a bit um yeah but it is a well-oiled machine this movie it does a great job <laughs> see, i don't even feel like it's a lonely i don't think i feel like it's a brooklyn 99 sensibility with andy samberg now i guess that's probably an insult but i mean sorry, I Hunter, think, you were saying no yeah. no no i think that uh it's kind of a little yeah. bit of an insult because while i was watching <laughs> this i kept thinking to myself like Damn, I really wish Andy Samberg didn't waste like seven years of his life on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> because so I, I do agree with you that like this is the best performance that Andy Samberg's ever given just because Samberg has never done this dramatic of a role. And I think that he mm. really does. He shows off soft nihilism in such a perfect way that it is still kind of like a charming like almost like a uh, like almost an internet dude but he still has his charming wits and personality to him that never becomes really annoying um Mm -hmm. and maybe that's also because he's lived this life for how many years i think it works really well when he's like oh don't don't even bother trying that because i've already tried it a hundred times well that's there's that and then also i think that the genius of this movie that not any time loop movies that I can think of do is that they bring other people into the time J.K. loop, Simmons, which correct. is yep. of course the Sarah character with Kristen Milotti. Um, but also before she's even brought in, he just gets fucked up one night and brings JK Simmons in there with him. And for him, <laughs> that's part that is yes, that ruins this person's life because 
he isn't he wasn't miserable a miserable alcoholic before this wedding just like sandberg that's one thing that unites the uh the niles and the sarah characters is that you can tell like both of them were like kind of fucked up people before all of this jk simmons well he was really fucked up absolutely but he also had more to lose than they did he was very nihilistic in that scene with the hat where he's like nothing fucking matters (laughs) like i don't know he just he just had a he had a family as the main difference I i also that kind of also struck me as like a dude who like gets in a fight with his wife and is just like fuck everything i'm getting hammered I'm tonight going to this but like he's not really a miserable person like i whenever you see uh, his I, he fa- makes like one mistake yeah and it ruins everything and it ruins his life he can never see his daughter grow up he can never walk his daughter down the aisle like it's really tragic that character see, I read kind of. I read him as a much more grim character. I guess. No, I did too. Uh, I think. I think he's yeah. he's absolutely miserable, but that doesn't mean he wants to like stop living life. Well, it's a big the difference most, there. You know, he's the most important part of the movie. Just the refutation to the idea that like this monotony can only bring sadness. Yeah, and that's like ultimately, you know, I I think it might be some of jk simmons best work uh, his scene. i wanted so yeah. much more i i love him I so know, much yeah and i would have loved love love to have him be a much bigger part of this movie but i don't know i'm, don't I'm know. happy with what we got like what we I, got is great you get the full range of jk where you have him like wild wilding out jk where he's like yeah. going off the rails and you also have very sweet tender jk yeah. he's only in like I'll, what three four scenes yeah and he kind of steals I'll, the I'll, movie I'll, in those moments i want to be clear i i think like his scene with his family is the best stuff he's done the other stuff is more like kind of classic jk i, I kind of felt like we got exactly the right amount um i feel like you know you you don't want to see that guy's journey just so that when that that moment hits and you realize that he actually turned this nightmare situation is some kind of like peace and solace yeah. like, and then he gets bigger. to come back as well at the very very yeah. end yes the tag saying, the, at the end the, oh that's the best, perfect the best joke in the movie for me is just the hard cut to andy samberg standing in the, in the recycling bin, bin. yeah <laughs> it's so it's, fucking and it's funny. after a truly like heart-wrenching moment and it, it the yeah. whiplash doesn't really take away i like i was cracking up and so was the person it's, i was watching it with the 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 humor of the montage of when he, andy samberg uh, niles is explaining who this guy is who roy is it's and a, we yeah. see the flashes the quick quick editing of the waterboarding and the torture yeah <laughs> I just wanted more of I wanted to see a whole act of the movie that is just that. Yeah, I don't know. Just like hardcore (laughs) drugs that lead into like torture scenes. Then you won't have as much with the romance, but I like the romance. I wanted, yeah, I wanted this movie to be sweet, and it was, and that that would make it really dark, and it would. I also this movie to me needs to be a two person movie with a really great third, and he's the really great. It would have burdened it. Yeah, this is this is a two actor carried movie. It re- I don't know. The moment I keep thinking about Hunter, you brought it up is just like the pain, the pain matters. It's just one of those moments that like speaks to like a level of maturity that this character has beneath the soft nihilism. And like, I, I think this movie is really, really good at getting across again, just the time and age that that character has faced. Uh, is this, so what is everyone's favorite time loop? story uh groundhog exactly. day is the the king but i day. think this i i'm a sucker for edge of tomorrow yeah um and russian doll like yeah. that's not a movie 
So yeah. I don't know if like I can like qualify that as part yeah. of the canon, but I really, really love what that story did so, and how so I'm a so yeah. I'm a self-professed sap, but yeah, Russian Doll is like by far my favorite. And it's like one of my favorite shows ever. And mm. I'm trying to decide if this is as good as that. It's a lot shorter and more efficient with its storytelling. It's but very, like, very good. Yeah. Like I the the movie uh did essentially everything that I wanted it to do. And going back to the Simmons point, I knew it was a time loop movie and that didn't take away from the pure shock of watching him like get shot by arrows and then crawl <laughs> to a portal. Yeah. That is You're still, <laughs> that's why it's so great because I, they know that a lot of people are going to know. That's, that it, well, You're that's, sick fuck Roy. I, I know it was in the advertising and stuff and on Google it describes the it as a time loop movie. Oh, the time loop. But I have actively, because I knew that I was going to watch this movie so I did the thing that that I do sometimes where I actively avoided all trailers. I avoided all press and everything about this movie and having that moment not spoiled for me was one of the most genuine moments I've had while watching a movie in like recent memory. Good. It was, inc- so cool. it was absolutely incredible. Oh, when it just so happens, cool. I literally just like sat there with my mouth open, like what <laughs> oh, the man. fuck the, am I watching? The reason why it's so effective is because from the very beginning of the movie, until that scene you're seeing sarah's first day at mm-hmm. the wedding you're not seeing niles niles has already lived like months maybe years of this and you're seeing her jumping on point into the time loop. So I do have a question about that first day because, of course, it starts with yeah. Niles trying to fuck and he like can't really get it up and get it going. <laughs> do we yeah. think? Do we think that the time in which he gets uh, <laughs> fucked by that one dude? Do you think that that was the previous day and that's why he was like already like boned out and he was just like, actually, I can't even. I can't get wow. it off today. What a read! You that, that's what I like to think. That's, you're asking that's the my tough questions. <laughs> um, we've also we've gotten this. This far into the conversation without mentioning uh my fucking Connor he- my hero Connor. let's go let's Connor O'Malley I should have stayed in the Great Lakes yeah, the Great Lakes I mean I don't feel safe with him here <laughs> I think it might be a perfect like amount of time and like delivery he, he's yeah. so fucking Fuck, good he rules so hard we couldn't have any more than that of him or else it would be really jarring because no. he's uh, inherently jarring <laughs> but <laughs> god damn he's got a weird face I don't yeah. it's like it's like technically normal but when you look at but it deeply it's weird. yeah it, it truly i was just so happy to see him and in like a for this movie that he was maybe had like the sixth most uh dialogue like he had a decent yeah. amount of stuff yeah to do. i mean this we, entire the supporting cast is incredible like our like fucking uh meredith hagner as uh his girlfriend mm-hmm. misty i thought funny. that she was great search party so good she's <laughs> in search, search party, party. oh yes. wow okay she's hey, great uh, peter gallagher party. of course peter gallagher a, yeah you know a constant uh dad for our generation yeah, but also just, back in the day yeah. was the constant uh evil boyfriend who ends up not with the protagonist because he so just the, has mean eyebrows I mean, the man just looks a little mean <laughs> the <laughs> other person bad. the other big person is uh june squib um Na- who plays nana who uh of course she was in nebraska about schmidt is and- this the the old woman who is also yes, in the who also loop? is in the time loop that she we just wandered the into the cave at some point <laughs> Probably, and was like yeah. this is fine she just like heard a man <laughs> screaming it was just like that's strange but- <laughs> let's go check this out by the way the um the guy who plays the 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 the, the 
groom that cheats with uh, yes. the main character. Yeah, I was I was so goddamn confident that I was a character no, from like Glee, Glee oh, or Tyler Riverdale Hoechlin? or some shit. He He's in Teen yeah, Wolf. Yeah, from Su- yeah, and Supergirl. But I was yeah. like, yeah, that's a Riverdale guy uh, or Glee, Well, there obviously. is a Riverdale girl. It's the bride. Camilla Mendez yeah, yeah, is, Veronica, is yeah, yeah, yeah. very much in no, Riverdale. So, uh, or he, he also looks like an American Horror Story guy. He looks like he was on that show at least once. Absolutely. Yeah. He looks He's camp. Okay. <laughs> he has a great, the, he has an incredible moment in the moment when uh, uh, Kristen Milotti, uh like just kind yeah. of has the like big talk with him or whatever. He <laughs> starts crying in the shower. He's like, I made a mistake. But I shouldn't yeah. have done that. Why did I do that? So now that we're on this character, I just wanted to talk about how, uh, so this this movie the way it delivers information and exposition mm-hmm. i think is very genius i already mentioned the fact that like we're not you know without the marketing we don't know that we're in a time loop movie until about 15 20 minutes in we don't know that sarah is waking up in the groom's bed until uh, like that- an that was, hour yeah, that into was the movie so that was a big you, twist guys- i watched that with my girlfriend she predicted that like immediately because yeah. as soon yeah, as like, she like, as soon as the shower came on she was just yeah. like oh she he's he she yeah. fucked the husband i got oh, it when I, I got it in. i was like fuck <laughs> that was I that. that's when she you was got like, it to her yeah the scene when she's like staring at the door i'm like oh yeah yeah she fucked the, the fire I, girl i got it when she when she whispered into her sister's ear uh during the wedding that's when i got i was like yeah she fucked him that was the one part of the movie where I felt very much ahead of it, where I was like, clearly she slept with someone she shouldn't have. Obviously it's going to be the the big day guy. Like <laughs> I don't, it's so good. It just, yeah. yeah I, one. Okay. So one thing that I was glad it didn't do that I did predict is I thought the big, because like I said, I knew this was a tropey movie. I knew that the mechanics of it for it to be this short, <laughs> they have to move along in traditional ways. Yeah. So I thought uh-huh. the thing that was going to drive the wedge between them was he was going to admit that he, he had her, coming to the portal on purpose i thought that was going to be it uh much like the movie passengers where he you know he wakes her up Mm -hmm. and then you find out at the end or whatever Uh, i thought that would be like him being like okay listen i wanted you to come in the portal i needed someone else in yeah but then that you've seen the movie passengers i thought i've just no one i've seen the same video about it that everyone else has (laughs) spoken like a liar that's your favorite movie chris pratt such chemistry the piece the the structural piece that fulfills that is the revelation is that that he's fucked her a thousand times exactly which is also very icky you know that yeah. is yeah. that is truly an icky they both suck that would That's drive a wedge in between both them. of them yeah. are kind well, of like unforgivable people especially well, like kristen Milotti. like she fucked her sister's okay. husband yeah. on the night before her wedding that is like an unforgivable <laughs> yeah. act okay that is i don't, I don't care how many lifetimes you live like i would never forget that shit i think that uh, not so much uh, Malati, but like the fact that it's what you're talking about, Drew, the fact that he was genuine in telling her not to come in. I think that's the one thing that makes him redeemable or sympathetic definitely. on some definitely a bad person. Well, that's why I'm glad it, it didn't like, turn yeah. out that he was like, yeah, I told you not to, but I knew yeah. you would or whatever. That, I, that would have really upset me. It's a very different movie. Absolutely. Because he is essentially that, you know, killing her. If that's yeah. the case. Well, I think that <laughs> he might have done that if it weren't for that he already brought somebody intentionally into and, the portal. And it didn't go great. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. Definitely. I think well, that even, otherwise even he probably would have taken her in there with him. Even when he gets fucked up, he's like, hey, wait, don't do it. He's already too blitzed yeah. to like make a difference with J.K. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was a great little move that they pulled. Uh, yeah. There, there are a lot of really great little moves that they pull because to balance a rom-com with a time loop in less than an hour and a half is fucking nutso. It's insane to uh, pull off as well as they did. Uh, 
that also is why this works as a rom-com in the year 2020 because uh you know we live in the, we live in a genre uh fading time like genres are, mm-hmm. are less Blending than they once were other. however to make an economical movie you probably are going to have to fit within some frameworks uh and so they just did two at once that hadn't been done even though groundhog day by the end becomes romantic comedy that is not about the romance at see, all in groundhog see, day I've- I feel like, and to its credit, this this feels a lot the closest is Russian Doll because that show is also about like. But that's not a, even a romance, I don't think. No, but it's about it's about a, a deep a personal duo. connection. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I mean, the, these time loop movies almost seem like cheating in how easily they can like get dramatic tension and payoff out of the idea of like a person going through eons of character exactly. growth and also the possibility that that will all be for nothing mm-hmm. when you introduce a, a another a, a, a co-lead yes. that you could possibly lose. It's also I think, why they keep getting yeah. made because there is so much material there and so much it's empathy true. to be had uh, with trying to put yourself in those shoes logistically. Yeah. How, what am I going to do? You know, how am I going to get out? Well, you, you just struck on like w- another part of what makes this movie so effective and and borderline genius is that like Mm -hmm. it it takes this genre because the time loop movie is is quickly becoming its own genre Mm -hmm. and infuses it with what makes filmmaking special and and the movie magic that you get when you cut from one thing to another and when that cutting is already expected because you know that you're cutting from one loop to another. It it weaponizes that to get yeah. ahead of itself in its character development and its its storytelling, mm. and it it's does al- that several <laughs> times. It's almost unfair that it has that kind of advantage. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's, a montage with dramatic weight, but <laughs> you know it. We got to watch some source code, Harry, because you'll see <laughs> you'll see how I poorly do. this can go, even with all these advantages at your disposal. You can still fucking ruin it. Yeah. And well, I see it. They really. Yeah. Mad. I kind of I mean, watch I'd, source code because I'm realizing that I'm a sucker for all time loop movies. So I want to see if source yes, code like I, breaks that. Hey, it's, I mean, it stars your your girl, uh, Mrs. Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible. Oh, Michelle Monaghan. She is, is reduced is being a, to dust in that movie. She oh, is. Man. So like, what's gotten into you today, Jake Gyllenhaal? You're being fully psycho. I guess being in bad movies is a trend for her. But, uh, no, <laughs> no. I mean, I was gonna say, like, I think, I say, I think we've tapped into something here. That the best versions of these movies are the ones that focus on people, because mm-hmm. not, you know, Edge of Tomorrow is fantastic, but a lot of it is, you know, like Tom Cruise needs to save the world, and stuff like Russian Doll. And this movie is, we want these characters to be okay, and for this odyssey on some level to be worth it. On, on a personal level and you can get a lot out of that i think we're seeing it yeah absolutely and another because un, you, you made a great point about how they have they are uh weaponizing all the advantages they have mm-hmm. some advantages okay. that they have that also every other film has because of the medium uh, they use better than most which is flashback and montage yes uh those are mm-hmm. the shining moments of the movie like almost every single yeah. time there's a flashback it is a standout scene it's some of the best writing in the movie because they have to be even quicker so there's no time to be snarky so they just truly focus on visual moments of comedy Mm -hmm. and drama yeah um 
And then, yeah, the montage moments speak for themselves because that is the the basis of the time loop movie is you still even no matter how serious it's going to get, you want to imagine the fun part of being in a time loop. And yeah. that is expressed through montage in all of these time loop movies because it's fun to imagine what stupid shit you could learn how to do. And like <laughs> the when they like crash the wedding with their insane like there's a bomb in the cake. <laughs> it's it's so absolutely lovely. Well, That's I'm, exactly uh, what I wanted to see. That is a fun what? twist and it does make it more original that we don't see these that we just see the fun times with two people in the time loop but i did kind of want some more moments of sandberg alone just kind of doing crazy shit same way in like happy death day there's a point when jessica roth just like walks outside naked and stuff like that like there's just like these like little moments of like oh i'm in the time loop i can just do kind of whatever i want because we jump in so far which does make it different that we don't see those moments that we only see the fun fun moments with two characters but we see them with sarah with her like kind of losing her mind a little bit i think that's what makes it driving into the semi truck and all that i do like that well i like that the semi truck i mean they talk about it. it does have a payoff later on about how sandberg has killed himself so many times that he's just trying to give himself a quick death because he's like the pain is real and there's nothing worse than dying slowly in the icu <laughs> so because grim. and then that pays off later on that that's why jk simmons kind of broke good is because he died slowly yeah. in the icu after that one <laughs> moment was there and he was just like i had time to sit there and reflect and was just like i'm just gonna live the best day ever with my family so I'm curious what you all thought of the you know, spoilers, the ending with the uh, the brachiosaurs or what have you. What did we all kind of take from that? The dinosaurs? Yeah, like when they're like kind of floating in the pool and the camera pans out and you see yeah, they're the, on the horizon. So is that what do we what do we, what do we feel well, about well, that? Well, first of all, sure. we have to talk about the first time they see the dinosaurs right before they have sex. Oh, yeah. um, I think it's amazing. <laughs> it, it, so... I don't know if I was watching it on like a shitty TV, but I couldn't uh-huh. tell what was there at first. <laughs> and I had to like rewind it. You do have like, a pretty small and, TV on your living room. And, and like get closer to the TV. And then it's I the played sky. it back. Then I played it back on like my nice yeah. computer monitor. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are. Those you are took it to the other room. <laughs> well, what's good about it is that like the, the in that scene, the right before they, they have sex is that the dinosaurs like really do look like the mountains yeah. and it kind of weaves in and out. It, mm-hmm. It's like a nice level of ambiguity. Yeah. And they're on mushrooms. So yeah, uh, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're led to believe. But this movie is too smart to to think that two people on mushrooms have shared hallucinations. So I took <laughs> it true. as being this. You know, this is a rift yeah. in space time we're dealing with. A lot of shit's going to happen beyond just the same day being repeated. Yeah. And this is essentially confirmed beyond all the dumb jargon that uh, you know is what Kristen Melody deals with later on in the movie. Beyond that, at the very end of the movie, we have confirmed that it is a multiple timeline situation yeah. because Andy Samberg does not know who J.K. Simmons is at the end of it the movie. Like a- like a multiverse thing is that yeah, what, exactly. that's what it is yeah, that, yeah. that doesn't make sense unless every single day is an entirely new timeline created right. it's not a repeat Kinda cool um good movie guys yeah so that means that the dinosaurs <laughs> at the end were just purely real it wasn't like a fun little addition it just means like yeah shit happened here <laughs> so I, they, I love do little, we think that yeah. they actually did get out of the cave or are we just watching a separate reality no, they got different out. from it's, it's well, i think you can was, go either uh, way I think you well, they, can, you can look at it as that they found a, another rift in reality that doesn't put them back on their original timeline, 
or you can look at it as everything's back to normal. Uh, I took it as like they've now entered their own timeline and time's moving forward and they're just going to make the most of it because fuck, that's, that's the only one they got. They can know, learn so. to ride dinosaurs. Well, yeah, <laughs> they, they, they're they ready literally for anything and anything has I, chased them through the time loop. Uh, and also, I love that moment. Kristen Melody can uh, now become a quantum physicist. If she yeah. so chooses, uh, cool. Andy Samberg can become a professional darts player if he wants. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, that's that's one of the things that... I just, I understand it was like a narrative thing, but if I am going to pick nits with this movie, I thought Kristen Melody was so good in these character moments that I kind of hated how she went missing for like a 20 minute stretch of this movie and 20 minutes doesn't seem like a lot but this is a clean 90 minute movie so you're talking about almost a third of the film she's missing and then the only little thing we get to fill in the blanks is like well she was like going to phoenix online and just like taking getting her masters and like just quantum (laughs) physics to learn how to get out of the multi of the movie but it didn't take me out of it too much because of the ambiguity of how much time is passing exactly yeah Mm -hmm. that was the point that i was making earlier could be years it's it's so flexible that when she shows up at his bedside once again and he's so surprised to see her it could be years that but, we haven't seen. But each also, other. everything she learns isn't. It's not like she figured out how to like like change the fabric of the portal. She just figured out how to get like game it. Yeah. You know what I mean? She didn't figure yeah. out how. To, you, she didn't figure out a ton uh, compared to what you might think at face value. I guess because she like. I guess the amount that she figured out, you could figure out by taking some online courses over months and reading books about quantum physics. I was going to ask, how long do you think it would take you guys to learn enough about quantum physics to get out of that kind of a time? Several years. Well, and (laughs) 3000 years. I'm not a math guy. (laughs) I enjoy it. Well, that's why I like that. She ran the experiment on the, on the goat because she doesn't know. Where is that goat? Is that goat just one day ahead of the natural progression well, of time? Because, because, if that's, because that goat is already that goat was already gone. That goat was missing on the day. But then that also means that goat would be in a different place the next day than where the normal people that advanced in that timeline. Then it's were. a different timeline. That goat is just gone from from their everything. timeline. <laughs> it's just in a different timeline. It, regardless that to me that's the other reason that i was willing to give all that stuff a pass because she doesn't know that this is going to work she has no clue she's just willing to try and which is if she were saying to andy sandberg hey this is definitely going to work i know enough to confirm that this is how it works that would be one thing but she doesn't she's just she says there's enough of a chance that it's worth it because i don't want to live the same well back to the the flexibility of the time loop and the scene with the with Mm -hmm. the dinosaurs when they're tripping mushrooms that's one of the scenes that kind of got to me on 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 like a more deeper level because that's when Sandberg says that he doesn't know how long he's been in the time loop like she basically asked him I think that's when she asked him like what did you do like where what what was your life before this and he so can't bleak. say he doesn't remember he's been in this loop he does so remember long. that he has a dog though which is good well, I guess he remembers that <laughs> remembers that after the fact. But in that moment, when she asks him, obviously he's on mushrooms, but he literally can't talk about anything before the loop. And 
I haven't seen that in any of these other time loop stories when they're they're so yeah. deep in it that they can't possibly remember a life before it. Mm. They're getting into the toll of this idea, the emotional consequence of what would happen if you yeah. fucking were eternal. You know, it, I, I think you know it's kind of pat, but just it is still amazing to me that like this movie has such a a resonant message of that. You know, if you find the right people, you can find something special in monotony and routine. And considering what we're all going through right now, I still find it so funny and endearing yeah, that this movie exactly. Hit right and now. it's it's lovely because yeah. it doesn't try to it doesn't have grandeur in its message. It does because of like the incredible high concept of the plot. But um, mostly yeah. it comes down to uh, we have each other. Everything is bad and we have each other yeah. and let's just love each other. And that is that's a universal message that is not overstepping its bounds in the way that something like, say, Hamilton might do. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, as, as a, had to throw one more dig in there. <laughs> that's a, I think Connor Malley's back. <laughs> no, I don't. I will never My say that. I'm sorry, Connor. Who lives? Who dies? Who wakes up again and lives and dies <laughs> and wakes up again and lives it's, and dies and wakes up again and tells your story. I, so I feel like I wasn't. <laughs> we can't get I away. Wasn't trying. <laughs> We're gonna die. I, I just want to make it clear that I do absolutely love this movie. I'm trying. I was poking holes in the science of it all because i do well, that, think is, that, that no is, that yeah. is a weak point i think that that is the weakest point of yeah. this movie if i am picking nits but the reason why i'm keep saying i'm picking nits is because i think that otherwise this is a deeply fun and enjoyable movie yeah. like, and it's on it's, hulu which like it, it actually is an incredible thing for this movie because another thing that would be going against it if it weren't theaters is that it would have to be rated r yeah think about an, an r-rated yeah. rom-com not it, the box it would office not would not be so su stupendous for it that it'd be non-existent yeah, yeah so it, this is really good for this movie I, i'm glad that it's on there because it is very easily rewatchable i mean they ended up making money while doing it I talked about the monotony i am very glad that we live in florida and the coronavirus is gone here so we don't have to deal with <laughs> that monotony anymore yeah we're um, ready we're ready we, we already <laughs> beat it shout out the nba is coming in two weeks here dear god Republican pray for lebron um, <laughs> um I, just... I wanted to i wanted to bring up two two last things so the first one is i just want to shout out that this movie has like one of the best things that we see in these time loop movies <laughs> And it happens at the pretty much the very beginning of the movie, which is when Sandberg knows how all of the wedding party guests are moving in on the dance floor. Mm -hmm. And he memorizes yeah. like where he can pick up a drink and put it back down and like dance with somebody. And the whole time he's locking eyes with Sarah Yeah, that it's so it's, succinct, it's but so effective. Mm -hmm. And it also he it's funny, but it makes him seem so alien. <laughs> like it gets across it that is, this person has very, been decimated. Very well, I mean, know, the, whole, the Hawaii shirt, yeah. the Hawaiian shirt that he's wearing is already enough of a great costume choice to separate him from all. Yeah, the and the beers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah, it's just the level of detachment that shows. No, that's Go what ahead, I was Hunter, saying sorry. is that it it's one of those things that not knowing that you are in who knows how many years of this, you see it at first and you're like, who the fuck is this asshole wearing a Hawaiian shirt and shorts <laughs> to a goddamn wedding? Yeah, you're like, oh, that would <laughs> never happen. At yeah. first, I mean, you assume that the first time he shows up, he's wearing a suit and everything and he's like on his best behavior and then he realizes he's living the same day over and over again. He's like, well, fuck it. Yeah. It might be comfortable. Yeah, he realizes that the, the wedding still theory. happens regardless of that and <laughs> yeah that that's all lovely also seems like that play into what we did already know about sandberg which is he's really good at broad physical comedy 
like he kind of made about a hundred million dollars yeah. on that <laughs> in his past. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. So yeah, it, it plays to the strength of, of its actors. For example, Kristen Melody has uh, probably the biggest eyes maybe ever. And uh, so what they do is they put the camera on her face. Yeah. <laughs> And then it's great. And it, and she does so much work with that fucking like it's yeah, she <laughs> I, that truly does great. I mean, I guess you brought it up now, so uh I don't know if you guys have seen the uh the Demi uh letterboxed review of no, what uh, it. um he, he says one little uh blurb from his review is Kristen Milati is beautiful and she has very beautiful eyes. What is this? The 2014 film Big Eyes? <laughs> Spent a few minutes wondering how I would get my obligatory big eyes reference into this one and just called audible that's great good job she should have played a read about it another thing is he says uh in a rush in a rush yeah, to write this one so i can uh search the sharp uptick and searches for Kristen melati boyfriend this weekend <laughs> oh hey the movie was also cast by allison jones by the way yeah cast up. agent extraordinaire mm -hmm. she cast uh every good thing ever she cast freaks and gigs the office all the all those shows that have oh, like sweet. perfect cast essentially speaking speaking oh, of yeah. letterbox i'm gonna shout out uh this is the other thing i wanted to 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 shout out is my my 90 minute club letterbox list i love uh, that i'm so, so i'm so jealous so this of that. is uh i mean other people have done this but i just kind of wanted to do my own mm -hmm. version of it and this is my latest this movie is my latest oh, entry it's in. into the list because it's 90 minutes like on the dot but i've i put other movies into this list that aren't quite 90 well minutes. i mean adjust for credits you know as long 135 as, is 130 of of screen time as long as they're 99 or below yeah. i put them on the list that's totally fair so go ahead and check it out on my letterbox some of the things i have on here are before sunset fargo toy story the iron giant what we do in the shadows eighth grade the nightmare before christmas willy wonka and the chocolate chocolate factory shrek brigsby bear <laughs> also produced by lonely island so this just goes to show you that this is another worthwhile entry into a very exclusive club <laughs> of movies that do not need to be over a certain very no. Uh, uh, brief amount of time. It's and also a very rewatchable movie, regardless of length. Like I would revisit this. I'd love to. I I plan on it. For example, uh, the film Batman v Superman: Dude. Dawn of Justice by Zack Snyder on HBO Max is three hours long, <laughs> and it is a tenth of the enjoyment you'll get from this. I mean, I'm a mark for these kind of movies where it's an incredibly fantastical, epic kind of scenario that's all in service of like a single relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, and it's just a very an incredibly well done version. I mean, it, it reminds me of Russian Doll for a reason because it takes a great premise and does yeah, great it's, it's work. It's high with concept, it. I, but it I, doesn't lose its roots. Hey, shout out to yeah, the four exactly. hour masterpiece that is Lawrence of Arabia, though. If you if you want <laughs> to if, if instead of watching this movie two and a half times. <laughs> no, nah, Lawrence of Arabia should have been 80 minutes. <laughs> we should all watch one movie that's more than three hours and we all have to talk about it on the pod to see oh, the broke us. Hey, I mean, Hunter so will win. Here's He's already the done thing. it. I'm doing this whole Oscar watch yeah. through. I've done it a number of times, buddy. Let me tell you, some of them are bad movies, too, that I'm what? watching that are over three hours cool. and i'm just really? kind of stuck here with it 
Yeah, not Batman v Superman One, bad though. That was uh, hey, that was rough. Next up, you gotta just do give me the three hour Suicide Squad cut. Please give me that shit. Yeah, show me the uh the air cut. Please kill me. Please kill me. Yeah, I just wanted to once again shout out the dance number that they do in so the funny. bar. <laughs> it's uh, so good. Everybody in that bar is great. The woman that they keep going. Oh, back I, yeah, to I loved her. And the the bartender. <laughs> the yeah, bartender. all that's great. That dance number. <laughs> I I've said this so many times, but any movie where the main characters tear up the dance floor is fucking amazing. <laughs> please give me more of that we we just need more yeah. of that. i just i finally just figured out uh tonally what what i might compare like the just the dialogue alone of this show to its new girl actually which is a very ah, very well-written cool. smart show with uh actors who are even better than the material which is the case here and also uh sometimes may get in its own way with trying to be smart uh but also is smart like it, it it's I think that's a solid comparison uh, if you're still on the fence and you've heard the entire plot of the movie from this podcast because you're psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could have watched basically watched the movie by now. I bet I, you there's one person. I'm sure, I'm sure there's somebody. Yeah. Uh, and it's Brian. And we thank you for your donation. Brian. <laughs> uh, shout out. Dale Dickey is her name who plays. Uh, um, what's her name? Uh, Darla. Yeah. The bartender. You might yeah. recognize her in Hell that's or High Water or also Iron Man 3. I don't even think she is a bartender. Ooh. No, she's, she's not. Just she's a, just a regular. Yeah, just a regular person there. That I, I like the bartender at the that wedding. Bar is great. Yes. I love her hand yeah. job she gives to Sandberg. <laughs> Terrific. She's like, yeah. I hit she's somebody like, with this car. He might be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like incredibly dark, but also has like a high opinion yeah. of herself. And, and, I and like also, that. Like, it's just well, like I said, too, that's a physical comedy moment. We know that Sandberg is funny when he's nutting because of jizz in my pants. That video made him $2 million. Yeah. You gotta yeah. play it. Wait, it, it cost two no, million. Made him a zillion. That, like all, just that movie shit. got yeah. him. Or that song got him nominated for a goddamn Grammy. Okay, like he, <laughs> he deserves it. Oh man, we love to see it. I hope that the Lonely Island is able to make it because we all know Pop Star was not the financial hit that it should have been. I it's hope that this gets them meadows. paid. This, I mean, they're they're paid regardless. They're they're so god they're so goddamn motherfucking rich. It's Brooklyn Nine Nine. Brooklyn Nine Nine is kind of a cash cow for Andy for Sandler, him, like that but is. not for Akiva and Dorma. Yeah, they're not involved still, in that. But no, they they have producer credits on so many properties. Like they are rich beyond belief, and they always will be. However, this is good because this is regardless of I, the fact that it's not in theaters actually lends it more credence because this is going to be seen as a huge success because everyone likes this movie and people are recommending it because yeah. like you said here you're going to show your parents obviously certain parents can't yeah. watch many scenes in this movie however i recommended it to my whole family i was like just this I'm is just them. a universally likable movie unless you are one to be offended by it like it is there's yeah, nothing no, uh truly upsetting about it beyond you know things if you're a little baby it's one of those things where I think well, the more I rewatch it, the more I'll notice just how well they execute all these little yeah. moments. I mean, it's not a flashy thing by any stretch, but just that kind of level of solid execution, I think, is is appreciated, yeah. uh, especially the by American us. Film Institute, uh, as it turns out, does shit out some very rich, very <laughs> uh, able filmmakers. <laughs> There we go. All right. Well, I think we can wrap it up there. Thank you for listening. Um, I was going to leave you all with a little. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is it fucking Hamilton?
It is, is it Lonely Island doing Hamilton. There you go, listeners. So it's almost like you guys had that opinion. I, I think they're interrupting it to like be uh, self-aware about how it's not there. Hold on. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a beloved musical by all. Wow. Well, you know, yeah. Oh, Parnell is on our side. Chris Parnell. We got him. We got yeah. him here. We got the right, big we got, one. Right. We got Chris. You, you right, I'm Chris good. Chris Parnell. We'll keep uh, Andy, Jorma. And yeah, you'll keep the real rich ones. Yeah. So this is this is footage from Bonnaroo 2019. Hey, remember music festivals in the before times? Uh, no. Man, remember how disgusting music festivals were uh, before all of this? Remember how Hamilton represented a completely naive view of the world that got shattered by the last four years? Yeah, and never Hunter. truly existed. Look. And never existed in the first place. You guys keep watching <laughs> your great lie. Your 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 little cute motion pictures. I'm gonna go back to the theater mm-hmm. where real art yeah, is made. You got the right move. Um, <laughs> all right, bye yeah, everybody. No. That's it. <laughs> Thank you Hunter, for listening. Drew kills himself. <laughs> Thank you, Harry, for coming on the show. <laughs> Thank you. I man. hope we have you on again. Oh, before I forget, we got to lock it in now. At some point within the next couple of weeks. We are going yes. to do an episode on M. Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender. Oh, yeah. okay. Yes. No, I'm down for that. <laughs> okay. So you'll, oh my God. you'll be back soon. You'll see oh, yeah. to do M. Night Shyamalan with me. I don't know what it is. Yeah, you might as, might as well <laughs> okay. just be singing anything. Hamilton, you might as Harry, I genuinely, you might as well, I keep you might as well just rewatch Hamilton I, again to like freshen up on everything. I keep thinking it's like Mary Poppins, what you're singing. Well, I don't know. I have, it sounds like cats to me. I have the Lonely Island on mute on my computer now, and now, and now they're doing the Chronic What Calls the Narnia. Now that the is Chronic What, for fuck's sake. God, if any listeners out there, if you got the chance to see the Lonely Island live in the before times, let us know what the true true is with the with the muse muse zig zig never forget that harry likes cloud atlas but doesn't like hamilton <laughs> uh well because cloud atlas is embarrassing and corny and like an inspirational way whereas hamilton is corny never forget, and embarrassing never in a forget way that, that again harry, propagates a great harry lie thinks dumbo 2019 is better movie than hamilton <laughs> Is Hunter just gonna like assassinate my character because he's fucking sad about his goddamn Dumb, musical? Dumbo is very <laughs> communist, actually, <laughs> and, and in the cool way. Actually, <laughs> no, it's capitalist. Yo, guess what? I heard, I heard, uh, I heard Hunter doesn't tip at restaurants. I, I, so let's I, my girlfriend that is around. a server, so that is a stone yeah. cold fucking so, lie. So she tips, okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, and he well, here's the thing: I don't go out to restaurants because she cooks. Show. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Bye. Okay. Let's take it there. The orphanage. <laughs> the end. Goodbye. Bye. I do all the cooking. Rappy, too. Rap, rap, yeah. Hamilton. <laughs>